and welcome to another Room Temperature episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost over 120 pounds and kept it off for over six years. Yeah. I'm a Tiny Habit Certified Coach, Ooh. a Thrive Global Certified Coach. Uh-huh. And with me today in the temperature of this very room <laughs> is... Glass half full, Donald Weigel. Hello. Hello. I'm very uh, curious to find out what uh, room temperature has to do with this episode. But uh, in the meantime, I'm Donald Weigel. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Uh, I have been married to Catherine for 25 years. And uh, we I took off 100 pounds, uh, hit my goal weight about six years ago, and have uh, kept it off since then. And uh, we're here to talk about you stuff. You are switching it up. You're just adding fun details about yeah. stuff and, like, marriage links. And I well, was going to say, like, oh, 25 years? Well, not 25 years and one half year and four days. And yeah. I have no idea how long. No, we, we're, we're – uh, I think we've done, like, eight months now, like – 25 years on eight months. Okay. Yeah, right. we're, we're barreling down on the 26th anniversary. Congratulations to us. Yeah. And uh, it took, you know, we actually decided to get married sooner rather than later because, frankly, <laughs> I was. You, okay, go ahead. No, finish, what were finish you? No, your joke. no. We were engaged for like almost two and a half years. So it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like, like that much sooner. <laughs> uh, no, but like, I was like, why don't we just get married now and get it over with? Because if we're going to be married a long time anyway, we might as well just start racking up the numbers now. Yeah. It was sort of a like... We we had this idea of a... Oh boy, I can't believe we're starting with this today. Uh, we had this idea of, of a particular kind of wedding and then... After being engaged for, uh, you know, close to two and a half years, we suddenly just went, um, you know what? A lot of our family is going to be in California uh, at the end of May. Why don't we just well, do it? we also ran the numbers. Yeah. We, we ran numbers. We did. We did, we, we did back of the napkin math. Back of the yeah. napkin math a little bit. Of, I've heard that a lot recently. I have too. That's really weird. It's funny. It's come up a lot. Yeah, uh, like back of the like napkin a, math. It's a very. I don't know why that. Oh, phrase you know what? It was in, in uh, Project Hail Mary. It was in Project Hail Mary, but also uh, I heard it a couple of other different places since then. Really? Like, yeah, back of the napkin math. Because that's like when I was in corporate business. I feel like they were talking about it on Australian Survivor. Actually, oh, back yeah. of the napkin math. Somebody said it too. Yeah, this is our life, everybody. You're getting a, a sneak peek into yeah. it. Uh, you're getting a sneak peek into our lives for the yeah. last seven years. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been talking about ourselves for three hundred and uh, this is this is uh, episode three twenty. Yeah, hooray! But yeah, the back of the napkin was a very businessy kind of thing to do. Like a uh, guy I used to work with, be like, "Well, let me sharpen my pencil." Like that was another yeah. one. Like we're gonna go back, sharpen our pencils. We're gonna put a pin in it. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna like get down to brass tacks, and then we're gonna like. Back of the napkin, off the top of my head, that like negotiation thing, which uh, I negotiated with my habits for a long time. Does that count? I didn't yeah. write anything down and there were no napkins. Well, that actually uh, kind of plays into this episode in terms of, uh, of you know, negotiating with yourself. Because um, last week we did an episode about uh, self-sabotage and mm-hmm. patterns of thinking. And it it came from largely from the book The Healthy Mind Toolkit, written by PhD Alice Boyce, and uh, she posits, ooh, yeah, she did that uh, that much self sabotage. Even though things can seem unrelated, a lot of it is two sides of the same coin. One behavior can be an extreme in one direction or another. And both things can lead you to sabotage yourself. And <laughs> I can't tell if you're thinking or if you have something to no, say. No, I'm, I'm thinking of the middle of things. Yeah. Like, is there the middle of a coin? And like, because sometimes it's made of other things. But yeah. then I was like, what What two parts of anything has something in the middle? And then I was thinking of like, your sandwiches, your Oreos. I know. My mind goes straight to food. I, was, I went Twinkies. Like, I thought about Twinkies? like Twinkies have something, like they've got that cream Does, filling do, in the middle. Her daughter said something about like a taco is a sandwich. Or wasn't there something yeah, like, yeah, like she what was a saying taco a, like is a ta- versus, or a hot dog is a sandwich? Uh, oh, a hot dog. It was a hot dog or taco is a sandwich or both. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if I like that definition. But, but there's stuff in the middle. And like right now we're at that 
We're at the outside. We're yeah, on the we're, outside we're of the, the coin, beginning. and we're going to give you the inside of the coin soon once but we stop talking. Alice Boyce, PhD, um, listed something like, you know, 25 or more different kinds of thinking that can lead you to self-sabotage. And we took three of them last week that we thought were particularly appropriate to uh, weight loss and fitness, and that was structure, having too much structure on one end or having not enough structure on the other end. Ooh, let me guess what the next one – like you say the one extreme, and I'll try to remember if I can remember the other extreme. Okay, well, the next, I, one? Uh, the next one is uh, giving up too soon is ooh, one side of it. Yeah, ooh, Or sticking with something too long. Yeah, being okay. too persistent. Too persistent. Um, and then the – well, the third one's going to be pretty obvious. It was underthinking <laughs> – <laughs> not not thinking about your choices enough before diving into things. Yeah. Or what was the other Over-thinking. side? Overthinking. We had a lot of fun with or. or that was remember yeah. how much fun. Oh, that was that was that super was fun. fun. And we talked about uh, we talked about Alice in Wonderland, and we talked about uh, Goldilocks, and we talked about um, Kate Beckinsale and Underworld. We did. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that actually did happen. So now you've got a nice recap of the last episode, the important parts being the Goldilocks, Alice in Wonderland parts. Uh, and, you know, we ended up actually watching Alice in Wonderland, uh, the original uh, animated 1951. Uh, that was 1951? Yeah. It looked much more trippy. Yeah. It seemed much it, more it like... It seemed weird. very like 60s hippie, like trippy with all the colors and everything like it was it was well I, this is a family show <laughs> this is a family show i won't uh it was it, it was interesting yeah to watch it after all these years yeah i really enjoyed it i was like surprised some of the older some of the older like animated movies that you think were great when you were a kid you don't know they don't really hold up but i really i thought it was good yeah. Yeah. do you know how when you're in school and this is i promise the last aside i'm gonna make when you're in school and you try to distract a substitute teacher from teaching yeah by just asking them lots oh, of yeah. questions i feel like Are i'm kind of right doing now? that with us like I, there's other stuff i want to mention to take you off task just because i think it's kind of fun <laughs> Like, I'm like, let them, let them wait for it. Let us, let them see what, what the background is. Well, I'm not falling for it. I'm giving the people the hard, hard well, info that they are looking for. But don't you want to know why I called it room temperature? Oh yeah, I do actually want to know that. Oh, you've managed to derail me yet again. No, it's not. It actually is germane. Okay. Wait, what fancy use did you just word? Pause yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you posited and yeah, I'm going to say you're something You're going to say germane. something that's germane. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very germane. It we're, sounds very we're fancy. We're super educated. You can tell by, by all these big words we use. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a lot of I was actually looking at our notes, and we did an episode called "Coming In Hot," where we talk about like going all in, you know, feeling super motivated, getting things done. So too hot, but then there's also to coming in too cold. Oh yeah. And then I was thinking about like coming in at a normal. Pace. Coming in at like. A, and then like coming in at room temperature. Room I get temperature. it. Now. It's just like, but isn't everything room temperature, man? Like any room you're in is the temperature of the room. So yeah. really, everything is room temperature. Well, I suppose, but like, is there a, refri- a refrigerator a room? I would probably say no. So mm-hmm. there is like refrigerator temperature. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> anyway, this is super fun for everyone who is listening. We appreciate it. We are going to bring you. Three more extremes. Three more ways of thinking that result in self-sabotage. And uh, if you look at it the right way, it's really six more ways of thinking because it's both sides. You're splitting it? Both sides, But yeah. guess what? Actually, I'm splitting it again. We're going to give you nine. Uh-oh. Nine because each one. I don't even understand that math. Well, because there's, okay, so there's six things, like there's two categories. Oh, and then we're going to give you the middle ground. And also. then we're going to give you the middle ground. So that's nine. Yeah. So it's like an so many tips and and ideas just for one episode. So. Yeah. So what we are going to talk about for this episode are um, is when you have a thinking style that is too optimistic. In other words, you focus mainly on the potential upside of actions and don't pay enough attention to potential problems. Or <laughs> sorry, I wasn't I wasn't sure if we were going to say it together. We hadn't planned that. Okay. So or. or have a thinking style that's too pessimistic. You shoot down good ideas, sweat the small stuff, hold back from potentially wonderful opportunities. Yeah, and we're going to tell you how that relates to your uh, your health and fitness and weight loss goals uh, in a minute here. But the next category is you take too little responsibility. You have a tendency to blame others or outside forces. <gasps> and there you, are forces there are at forces play. beyond our, at play beyond our control. Yes. <laughs> That sounds really menacing. I like, love it. I oh, love I would that. love to lose weight, but the we, forces I forget beyond. what we were watching, but I re- 
recently said I was going to try beyond and work that, work that yeah, into my life. Very menacing. Yeah, there are forces at work at beyond yeah, our, okay, our control. So. Um, but you underestimate your control over your life. Yeah, or there's me. Or, or there we go. Uh, yeah. You take too much responsibility. You overestimate your control over events and other people. Guilty as charged. Yeah. I, uh, I, Tried to be a savior and a victim all at once. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, but I did it for many years. Uh, so, Donald, what is the next category? You have a now focus. You overly prioritize content, uh, sorry, current wants at the expense of your future well-being. You want it right now, and you don't think about future you and how it's going to impact you down the road enough. Yeah, or... Or... Oh, man, we're really... <laughs> Man, we should have practiced it, like I've, red yeah. leather, yellow leather. Yeah, there's lots of things we should practice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get lots of feedback on that. Uh, I did, though, go – okay, I won't say it. I was going to say we got a, a listener recently was like, I noticed that you say, like, we only look thin instead yeah. of, like, we only look thin. And I on this episode, I tried to – hang on the look part yeah. so i was very proud of myself we okay. only look thin yeah it just sounds weird okay yeah. so uh you have now is that a can <laughs> that's an old joke sorry okay. i shouldn't do that oh my gosh we're a lot yeah uh okay so you have a now focus or you have a future focus you can't start now with everything going on we can't start the episode now with all the thoughts we have in our head we gotta keep priming the pump getting all the jokes out and the yucks all together so so yeah so those ended up i know we said a lot of things those were six different things. Yeah, and we're going to go uh, in depth with them now. And when we're going through these things, what we would like you to do is to listen for the ones that you really identify with. And uh, I know I just ended a sentence with a preposition, but right. there you go. Friendo. Um, yeah, friendo. Chum. Uh, chum. Notice the ones that you really identify with. And maybe you've done, you've behaved or you've thought about different things in both of these ways. Maybe you've, you know, and I know for myself, I have, have at times acted on both sides of these coins and um, really ask yourself, what is the middle ground? And, you know, if there's something that, that you're not identifying with, if there's like the one that you least identify with is going to be somebody else's like most identified uh, with thinking. Um, so uh, I'm sure at least uh, one or two or 10 of these things will, uh, will resonate with you. All right. So Donald, where are we starting out? So the first uh, way of thinking is that you are too optimistic. And some problems that are caused by that is that you dive into things too hard. You're coming in hot, just like Catherine was saying. Um, you should try to be room temperature, come in room temperature. Um, that you just go all in, you try and do things too hard. And in terms of diet and exercise, this is in the form of, you are doing nothing and you're eating three, four, five thousand calories a day, and then you decide you're going to immediately go down to 1200 calories yeah. a day, and you're going to join that expensive gym and you're going to be there six days a week or seven days a week. Um, and you've promised yourself you're going to do this, and you go in all like Eye of the Tiger and you, you just hit it super hard, and that's just not sustainable. And it's especially difficult to do when you're starting from, from you know, couch sitting and, yeah. and eating all the time in front of the TV. Um, another uh, problem caused by this is that you don't set up a plan B. And so you don't know what to do when something goes wrong. Like you just you just have a plan, you're confident it's going to work, you dive in, and then you don't have any sort of backup plan or, or, or second choice. Well, and also I think there's that tendency of like, well, that if, I, if I'm doubting myself, then that means I'm not really committed. Like, of course, this is going to work. And when we don't have a plan B, this, this comes a lot in for fitness also. Yeah. Of like you identify as a runner, you identify as a swimmer or whatever, and then the pool is closed for repairs for six months or you have a knee injury and then you can't run for a long time. It's like, well, I never thought I, this wouldn't be the case. So now what am I going to do? And you're sort of flummoxed right. because, well, now there's nothing I can do. So it's sort of a, see, I'm a victim of everything. Like nothing goes my way, which or, is not Or cool. you like, you prep meals, you prep like a vat full of quinoa early in the week. And then you eat. realize the way it tastes. And then you realize how quinoa <laughs> tastes and you're like, I don't want to do this. Um, but, or, Sorry. you know, but you just get stuck at work late, you know, and you're, and you were expecting to have that quinoa for dinner and you, you don't like plan to bring anything or have anything at your office, you know, for when you do get stuck late and you end up 
like giving in to ordering fast food or something. Has anyone looked forward to a bowl of quinoa? <laughs> I don't know. It was, Man, the first... I was really looking forward to the quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing that came into my head. Um, so an- another problem is you don't add any cushion for when things go wrong, like the X factor. And we basically sort of just went over that. Um, you take on too much uh, at once. Like, again, you come in too hot or you take too many risks and you're not – you're not really planning for the you down the road or planning for for that middle ground that is much more sustainable. Well, and I think, too, that the optimist, this is something that comes up with me, that cushion part yeah. is like, oh, my appointment is at 1 o'clock. It is 12.55. I'm, it's like a three-minute <laughs> yeah. drive. Yeah. And I, I am really – it's something I'm working on. But I definitely am like, nothing will get in my way. It'll be fine. Well, and then, can I just say, like, as your husband, mm, I, am, no, I, am, you can't. I am well aware of this <laughs> tendency. And I think that, look, I think in fairness, I think there's a lot of times where I'll get ready to go and then I will see, you know, we do that almost like Ouija board thing of like, I'll see you like starting another task. And I'm like, well, she's starting another task. I've got time to start another task. And then it becomes this like circular, like, well, well, he's doing something else. I think I've got time to do something else. And then neither of us is like ready to go out the door. Yeah. We're, we're a work in progress, everybody. Yeah. Um, but what's the opposite? The opposite is being a pessimist. Uh, there's a lot that goes into this one. Yeah, there's, uh, so. hey, and there's nothing wrong with being a pessimist, except for all the things Catherine's about to. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be the far more pessimistic person in our relationship. Okay, so you don't even try to achieve a goal because you don't think you can. Yeah, that's no, like that's a big one. That was hard to get even bother? Over. I could never. And th- those are those like, I'll never, it's too late, I can't. Whatever, that's, that's stinking thinking. For sure. Okay. And this is a really tough one. I think it comes in with pride is you shoot down other ideas without even really considering them. If someone else has an idea, nope, tried that, not going to work. Nope, yeah. I over- that wouldn't work because, because, because. And sometimes that happens when you don't actually ask for help. Like if you are like, wow, this is too hard. And someone says, well, have you tried Like, blah isn't really the answer, but like, you just automatically don't want a solution or you can't open your eyes to other people's opinions. This is definitely like a pride thing for me. And I I feel like I used to do it a ton. And I think that Catherine and I, probably especially Catherine, run into this one a lot. It's the person who who wants to believe there's nothing they can do so they don't have to do anything. And that was me a lot of the time. I'm like, well, that won't work. That won't work. That won't work. And if I, if I just say up front, nothing will work, then I don't have to put in any work to actually make any changes because why bother? Yeah. And the next one is, and I actually experienced this yesterday, so uh, it's very uh, fresh to me, is you expect something to be unpleasant or to not work. And so you make sure it's unpleasant and it doesn't work. Yeah. I was doing Blogilates, Cassie Ho, Blogilates workout, uh, summer sculpt program, and I was doing the workout. And you know what I kept saying to myself? This sucks. This sucks. I hate this. It's not good. <laughs> I want it to be over. Such a positive growth mindset. Please let time pass faster than it is. This is terrible. And then I noticed that I was making it terrible for myself. And I thought, what if I just started saying good things like, I'm getting strong or everything is right. I didn't actually talk like that, but I was like, this is awesome. I'm right. I'm getting stronger every second. And I was like, oh, that feels better. Because if I am just like working out and looking at it like a slog, it's like, no, I am here because I want to be here. And changing that actually kind of helped like the workout be better. And I felt better about it instead of acting like a victim to something I did by myself. And and just as an aside, Cassie Ho has a great YouTube channel. We've talked about her before. Uh, I will link to it. She's got a lot of uh, workouts you can do at home using just you know, your body weight or household objects like, you know, uh, you know, tin cans or wine bottles or things. You don't have to have any equipment at all. Yeah. Uh, okay. So another one is you think of yourself as having a lot of ideas that don't work. In reality, you don't even try the ideas. Yeah. Just sort of that like, well, that's not practically going to work. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. You know how not working goes. Um, you exha- exhaust yourself planning for problems that never materialize. So a lot of fatalistic like, well, we better, you know, plan for the worse and it's not, you and, know. And I do this a lot in my life, not as much with health and fitness anymore, but uh, I'm still working on 
getting over that idea of like, you know, uh, assuming that problems will come up that haven't come up. And what will I do? Like if, when they come up? Yeah. No. And yeah, there's a balance. I'm just yeah. going to say it. There's a balance in all yeah. this. Um, you can't differentiate between important and unimportant problems. This is something that I've actually gotten better at not doing of like, is this a problem I am planning on fixing or am I just going to marinate on it? Right. This happens a lot in uh, doom scrolling. You know, our teen actually told me the other day, she's like, you know how you get up in the morning and you just like let yourself doom scroll for 10 or 15 minutes? <laughs> I was like, no, no, I don't. She's like, no, no it's not. like my generation. We just like doom scroll, like oh, to get the day goodness. going. That's and I'm like, not good. what if you looked at cute puppies instead yeah. and assumed the world was great? I, I need to make it a point to follow more uh, kittens on Instagram. I'm not even really kidding. Like, yeah. I want to look at kittens on Instagram. But, it, it, and again, maybe problems aren't unimportant, but if they fill your brain and fill you with dread and you don't actually have any plan to change anything or take any any you know steps to better the world maybe just step away from it and i don't know focus on a walk around the block we'll come up with more uh tips and suggestions later okay the last one is you don't ask for help because you assume that others either won't help or will give you useless help why bother yeah why bother they're going to be useless. That's really fun. Is that something that you think about, Donald? Yeah, I think I definitely think about it. And um, I think that it, it uh, you know, it manifests itself a lot in the way that you and I uh, deal with it with people asking us and then, you know, just dismissing suggestions. But then also, there, I have a tendency for a lot of things to think, well, nobody out there has a better idea than me. So if I didn't already think of it, then there's probably not. But I've proven to myself over and over and over again I, to the point where one of the first things I usually do when I have a you know a problem or something I want to solve is get on the internet and try to find like do a Google search for you know other people's suggestions. Well, something else that Alice Boyce, PhD, NZ. I'm going to add NZ at the end oh, because, wow. like, wouldn't that be a good name for her sh or like her like crime show, like PhD NZ? Yeah, that sounds like it. a Z in the name of your like this the uh, country you live in is pretty cool. Absolutely, we don't have that. Should we, should we add a Z to the end of we only look thin like Z. we only look thin zippy? <laughs> no, and it could be Walt Zealand. Yeah, um, but I think. Something that she talked about later on in the book was about how you keep repeating a small, seemingly unimportant task over and over and over again, and you don't come up with a long-term plan for it. And this was a big issue for me in the working world of like, it would take too long to train someone else to do this, or I don't have time today, so I'll just do it myself, and I'll just do it myself, and I'll just do it myself until you've wasted if you had just spent an hour showing someone else how to do it then you would free up the next 6 months of your life right. like and it it but it's it's hard to delegate is what i'm saying yeah it 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 can also be hard to think about like you know putting in you put in an hour now that's going to save you, you know, like you know 10 times that over the course of a of a year or 5 years but oftentimes it's just really easy just to do the repetitive task that takes two minutes, you know, yeah, instead I, of I taking that one hour to make it go away. Yeah, I definitely do that. So again, this this uh, this set was optimism or pessimism. Um, and the question before we move on to the next one, and this is for all that, how's that going for you? Yeah. How's the optimism going? How's the pessimism going? Are you satisfied the results of it? Uh, of it? Let's find out. Yeah, and you might be saying to yourself, well, my pessimism serves me well because it keeps me from getting hurt. But also, is it really helping you to achieve your goals or are you just sort of staying where you are? Exactly. Okay, so the next category is um, uh, taking too little responsibility and taking too much responsibility. So the problems caused by taking not enough responsibility are you give up often because you think there's nothing you can do. And it's sort of that thing we were just talking about. If you think there's nothing you can do, why bother? Um, it is a way to give yourself permission to avoid action. Yeah. Well, if, and if you can't solve the problem anyway, again, why should I try? Well, and again, um, back at the top, you had talked about you have a tendency to blame others or outside forces. 
yeah. forces beyond my control. Yeah, it's just like, oh, the world is against me, my metabolism. It's it's the way I was brought up. I can't overcome my programming, like all of those things. Like I'm just too busy. I'm the most put upon person. I've like I've got more projects and more after school activities than everyone else. Nobody understands. That's why I can't get this done. Well, and another big part of that too is the if only if only I worked from home, then I could take control over my eating habits. For every time I said that of like, well, it must be nice to be on the other side of that. So it's the, you know, it must be nice to work from home. And then other people at home are like, if only I worked in an office, then yeah. I could do it. if only I didn't have kids, which I guess is kind of a mean thing to say. If only, you know, like, oh, it must those, be easy those, for that person Yeah, it must be kids. easy when you don't have kids. Maybe that's better than it'd be with, nice yeah. if I didn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if only I was, you know, if I didn't have, if I didn't have so much money, if I didn't if I have... I didn't have so much, I'm just <laughs> burdened with all this money. I don't even know how to spend it. I am not relatable <laughs> at all. <laughs> I can't but, even. No, but those like, you know, the other side has it better. If only I didn't have, you know, if 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 only Donald didn't have potato chips under his side of the bed, <laughs> which is literally a thing. <laughs> I don't know how I could make them harder for you to get to, by the well, way. Well, then you're not thinking <laughs> <laughs> put a put a padlock on oh them my or gosh. something. But that like if only I lived by myself, if only I lived with other people, if only if only right. it's like a windshield wiper. Exactly. So um, um and so moving on, you still suffer the consequences of your behavior even when you don't feel responsible. Like when you don't take the responsibility, you're still going to suffer the consequences of what you're doing or not doing. And then it also gives you an opportunity in air quotes to say, what was I supposed to do? My boss, my car, going to school, etc. made me gain 30 pounds. Not my choice. Well, and that's like, if you think about it as like the headline yeah. of your like, you know, woman gains 30 pounds because of free bread, like right. that she could like. The all-you-can-eat breadsticks are the problem. Bread? Yeah. Like, you were force-fed? No, I I ate it myself. Anyway, uh, yeah, so don't don't be like that. So the other side of that uh, unsavory coin is taking up taking on too much responsibility yes deciding that you are the center of the world nothing is going to get done without you i'm not even looking at my notes right now because this was me for decades i was a martyr i did it all all parts of the family needed me to coordinate things at work i was put upon overworked underpaid underappreciated yeah just taking it on and taking it on and Guess what? It created anxiety. It created stress eating and uh, was not super great. Yeah. And, and Alice Boyce even says in her book um, and, and she cites sources that that thinking this way, taking on too much responsibility is even implicated in creating anxiety disorders. Yeah. Um, which is which is huge. So uh, she also uh, goes on to say, uh, we end up feeling responsible for everything and everyone, and it can lead to being overwhelmed and not prioritizing what you want. And sometimes I think this is actually a loophole of like, well, I just volunteered for four more things. How could I don't have time to join a gym? Like right. with everything I have on my plate that's a choice how could i and i like and i'm only i'm saying this because i did this all the time i how could i have time to do that when i have all these other things going on another thing is you get caught up in small issues and avoid making decisions or changes it's that you know kind of overthinking things like is this the perfect thing for me to take on this week well i don't know what it's going to look like and when we get lost in our thoughts uh, we don't make any progress it it's just well, yeah, and just like ruminating yeah. over little problems over and over again instead of just accepting that it's a little problem and moving on to to something that's more important. Yeah. Um, you also, and this is actually a different sort of twist on it, you feel responsible to help others and don't help yourself. And you know why? Because it feels really good to know that people need you. And when you get that bit of appreciation but of it's like- the, the hero complex. Yeah. 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 Thank you for just saying the hero complex instead of like, it feels good. Good to know that people are like, oh my gosh, what? Like, I couldn't have done it without you. That feels really good. But we often don't talk about ourselves and our own needs that way. It's like, oh no, I can go without. It's fine. It's like the giving tree, and then you're just a stump. 
stump on yeah. a log. And uh, I think part of this, and I don't even, I don't have this written down uh, in the notes, is that you know it, it's also that sort of beating yourself up all the time, like thinking that you're responsible for for all of the problems. Why am I not better? Why why can't I get over this? What is it? What is wrong with me? And it makes it really hard to make positive uh, choices moving forward because you just start thinking of yourself as not worthy of of uh, the, you know making the right choices. Well, and you have like that that hero kind of savior thing of like if I fell into a coma, then they'd be sorry. Like this company's going to crumble without me, and right. that sort of like revenge anger fantasy stuff is not super duper healthy. So in the end, I'm going to say don't do it. Don't do it. It's not good for you. <laughs> that's, that's the best that's advice. That's strong at all. talk. So what's the next one, Donald? Um, the next I don't know why I said it like that. What's the uh, next one? Is is the on the one side of the coin is being too focused on your current wants, your uh, your id, your gimme, gimme, gimme. Um, and the other side of that is is that you're too future focused, and so you don't do anything right now. So problems caused by being too current focused or being too focused on your current wants, you know it. It may be obvious, but it starts with that seafood diet. Like when I see food, I eat it. Like I, or, or that I, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, you're making fun of me, but you said that when I we did, were prepping I did for say. the show and I just uh, took it and wrote it down and then I took the heat for it in the end. Um, so I'm not nice. <laughs> so you will like, so you, you say to yourself, I'll get these treats out of your system. It's that, that sort of old fashioned idea. Like you catch a kid smoking and then you make them smoke like six cartons oh, of cigarettes to get, it, any, to get it out of their system. And that's why I don't smoke today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, that was in the, the breakfast club. They talked about, you know, smoke up Johnny. Um, uh, but anyway, getting that, uh, all the cigarettes out of your system, um, that you only live once mentality. YOLO. Like, oh my. Boy, I only live once, so I better like you know do this now and get it out of my system. And then this sort of thinking, you know, those two things may be obvious that that we just talked about, but that way of thinking when you do start a health and fitness plan, you do start to change your eating. If you don't get quick results, you give up right away. Like if you don't if you don't suddenly see five pounds melt off in the first week, like you're like, well, I, this isn't working. Oh my gosh, there's so many people in the sort of like the really big, like 60,000 person weight and health groups on Facebook yeah. that are like, I only lost three pounds this month. Like, why do I bother? It like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. believe me, you, you give me three pounds a month, I will yeah. take that exactly. uh, 100%. Um, and so another another way this manifests itself is that you keep looking for that new like one weird trick yeah. or or a magic bullet or you know that plan that will work like the magic you mean there you know I'm looking for that plan where I don't have to put in any effort but the pounds just melt right off of me and if I can't find that then I'm going to look for another one um you don't think about sustainability you you know you dive head in and you you just think about being on a diet until you hit a certain weight and you don't think about like, well, can I do this for the long term? Like what happens when I go off of this plan? And, you know, the spoiler alert, the weight comes back. And then, the you know, we were just talking about it. It's you get that sort of I just want this over with and you don't think about the long term. And it leads to that, like, well, I only last lost three pounds this month. I'm just going to stop and do nothing because why should I bother for three pounds? When it's like, what's the alternative? Like, you're going to gain three pounds or gain six pounds or ten? Like, wouldn't it be much better just to lose that three a month and keep going? Yeah. And, and also that current one thing is that you're training yourself. And look, we still struggle with this. There are seasons where we struggle with it, where it's just that, like, it's been a hard day. I deserve a break. I deserve this extra bit. And we don't um, train ourselves or build that muscle of like, you know what? You don't have to have instant gratification on everything. You don't have to just every single time you see a new thing that's shiny that you get it. And we don't let kids do that. Like the, the tantrum, I want it now. We, if we feed into that, it just grows. Unfortunately, when we give in to impulse, it just reconfirms that impulse works. And 
then we even get like more annoyed when yeah, we can't get what we, we want we, immediately. We're basically like feeding our inner toddler, like yeah. who, who likes to throw tantrums. Yeah, this is a, and it's a hard one because we don't want to feel weird, hard feelings. We just want things to be easy. So, all right. So, what are some problems caused by being too future focused? Too future. Like we we always talk about focusing on the long term, but how but how can you be too future focused? Okay, so you keep waiting for the perfect time to start. Oh yeah. After this semester is over, once our daughter graduates from high school, after tax season, once the rain ends, once. <laughs> Right. done with the yard sale after this perfect like after new year after groundhog day you can't start on a groundhog day that's a friday we just had groundhog day we just talked about it on the last episode of like well after that's over then it'll be a good time and we keep expecting our future situation to somehow be easier because that's really happened sure we might have small little pockets where things are easy going but if we keep pushing off action for the perfect time the perfect time will never come because there'll always be another excuse and i did that for years and years like well if i can just get through this one more thing then i will start i yeah. told myself well and it's it's always like well let me just finish this one thing and then i'll do it but then oh well i never imagined that something else would get There'd in my way no- wait there's another thing after the thing i said i would do yeah yeah and that's that basically is life that's what being awake is. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> okay, and another one is it's future use problem. We yeah. have a very difficult time in the world like taking care of things now for a future version of ourselves. Um, I think we were interviewed by someone who it never actually came out. Uh, maybe we weren't inspiring enough. Yeah. For her. But she was like, people don't want to be sold prevention. Yeah. They want like the, you know, get it in now, get it fast, get it done thing. And selling prevention is hard because people think like, well, that's not going to happen to me. Like, I don't need to worry about that. And Alice Boyce talks about in her book how it is remarkably difficult for humans to relate to their future selves, like, which is why it makes it so difficult for a lot of people to do things like save for retirement, because we think that that's, we think of that as like a different person. That's not somebody that I need to really worry about. That's like a different future me. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Gretchen Rubin actually talked about instead of thinking of your future self think of your past self like what would you want to give to your past self yeah that's Which, a great idea look at that the child in the mirror okay uh, that's a great um, idea Ooh, paradoxically oh i just said a big word also i know another one there we go um you look back and say why didn't i start this a long time ago and then you don't start now because of all the time you wasted. I'm not looking at you, Donald Weigel, but I'm, I'm looking, I'm giving you the side eye. I want to maintain very She's good definitely sound giving me quality. the side eye. And, and we talk about this, like, I, I can't remember where I first saw it, but there is an expression that is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. And so if you didn't do something a, a while ago, we oftentimes have this idea of like, well, I've wasted all this time. There's no point in starting now. And a lot of people, you know, they get into their 40s and they think that like it's too late. And look, look at Catherine and I. We were in our 40s before we like even really started down this path. We were doing all the wrong things until we got there. And it wasn't until we were in our 40s that we got it together. Now I'm in my 50s. And, and, you know, on the right health and fitness path. Well, and I think, too, going back to that all that time I wasted, a lot of that is just, like, regret and all of the money I wasted and the time I wasted and that ruminating on what you could have done if only there was a time machine and I would have done it differently. You can really get, like seriously trapped in a really negative spiral by all the well I should have I could have or whatever something came up the other day with me where someone was like boy I sure wish I'd known about this three years ago like kind of passive aggressively telling me like gee Catherine you really messed up yeah and it's like why don't we focus on the now why don't we focus on what can be done now and move forward instead of let's not play the blame game like sure paying attention to it understanding what happened and learning from it almost like that like failure is feedback yeah that's important so i'm not saying that but it's sort of like okay we can just ruminate on it forever and wait for another 20 years to go by or we can start planting that tree right now yeah and playing the blame
flame game doesn't uh, burn as many calories as we would like to think. No, it doesn't. Um, so, and then the final one is you let everything seem too big and too overwhelming to tackle right now. And this is where my tiny habit certified coaching training comes in. This is where my Thrive Global training comes in. Both of them talk about small habits that you can put in place right now to sort of get started. When we finally break things down into components, it can seem much less overwhelming than just seeing that like, I need to get a PhD, like Alice yeah. Boyce. Like maybe you could start by reading a book. Yeah, and we, we have a tendency as humans to not <laughs> to not believe in the snowball effect enough. Yeah. And it it really took me a lot to get there too. And the idea of really understanding that you just add, do a small thing and then another small thing and another small thing. And before you know it, you've created this like avalanche and um, it really does work like that. Like all these little tiny decisions and habits that you build upon really do add up to big changes. Yeah. And a lot of times too, we keep, uh, we keep things in our head, like, and you're listening to this episode and you're keeping it in your head right now. Yeah. But thinking about actually breaking things down into their smaller components makes it a lot easier to, to ask yourself, like, what can I do today? Sure. I don't know what the next year holds in store, but I know what I could do today for it. And I, you know, it even goes back into that, like long-term investments, I started putting money into a 401k when I was 18, and I kept telling our HR person, like, I don't have the money. You're tell- and then she, she'd be like, you don't have a dollar? You couldn't put one dollar? Well, that's not enough. Like, what right. difference is that going to make? But the more we invest, the daily investments we make in change, the easier it becomes and the more normal it it becomes. So letting go of that, like, everything is for this perfect future life, you start, you get the perfect life. By building it yourself and designing it day by day. Exactly. I'm gonna whisper now. And then part of our part of our hope uh, to to move on to ending the episode. Um, part of our hope of this is to sounds ha- like your hope. Help you <laughs> help you recognize <laughs> help you recognize when you're engaging in these sort of self sabotaging behaviors or thought patterns. And there are a lot of them in the book that we didn't talk about, but. When something is holding you back, when you're trying to achieve a goal, one of the first steps is to ask yourself, am I engaging in a self-sabotaging way of thinking or a self-sabotaging behavior? And start there and then ask yourself, okay, so if if there's a possibility that I am, what would somebody who thinks the opposite of me do in this situation? And is there a middle ground between those two extremes that might actually help me get, you know, reach my success, like, you know, start the habit I want, uh, reach the goal that I'm trying to reach. Well, and in the last episode, too, we talked about one extreme and believing that in order to be a better person, we needed to go to the complete other extreme. So again, it's either total optimism or total pessimism, either letting go of all responsibility or taking it all on. And then finally, I'm going to live in the moment forever and ever and ever versus I'm never going to live in the moment and never enjoy myself. So we think we have to be like the opposite of us is going to be the best version. But really that middle ground is so much more sustainable and so much more realistic. And that's like that, you know, the optimism, pessimism, like realism. So when we feel like we've got to make this giant sweeping change to ourselves, it's not really realistic. Is it realistic that you can keep up that level of energy and enthusiasm and mindset? It's probably not. And part of this weight loss maintenance journey that we have been on, part of this podcast is about being realistic based on your current season, on the small things we 
we can control, how we can look at the future and the past and learn about ourselves every day. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. Yeah. But like, it's all about kind of like, realistically, what can you commit to? What what would a realistic person do in this situation? Right. Like, are you somebody who has a hero complex or are you somebody who is taking like on the responsibility of the world or are you somebody who is, you know, completely absolving yourself of any responsibility for your actions? How about trying to, on one end of that, set some boundaries in your life so you get some of your time back for yourself, but also... On the other end, how about, you know, taking some responsibility, realizing that you can take agency in your own life and that you can make some choices and make some changes in your life. And you do have responsibility for those things. Well, and like we said last week, too, instead of just saying, well, this is just how I am. I'm never going to change. It's impossible. It's too much. Like, believe in your capacity to make changes. Absolutely. It feels so much better to, like, find yourself in a situation where you feel overwhelmed and like, oh my gosh, this is gonna, this, nothing's going to work. Just stopping and saying, you know what? I'm pretty smart. I think we can come up with a solution here. Even just changing that mindset, like it has been like, you know, science backed and I'm like pointing at science in the world right now, but like there have been studies that show that mindset actually makes a difference and telling yourself, I can figure this out actually opens your brain up to like considering the possibilities. Yeah. When you tell your brain there is nothing that can be done, you want to prove yourself right. You're right. There's nothing I can do about this. I mean, Catherine just pointed at science. I just put- and on a podcast. And so really if if she can do that, anyone can do anything. Well, and it was kind of more of a like flat-handed <laughs> like wax on wax off yeah, is yeah, kind of exactly. like it was sort of like I was thinking about Stanford University, but it was kind of like a mime thing I was doing. But we, maybe we should do a, a YouTube video of me <laughs> pointing at science pointing with my with science. my palms. Yeah, so, uh, you know, look forward to a YouTube video of that coming soon. <laughs> or don't, maybe yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah, it's coming your way. But again, that, you know, comparing optimism and pessimism. In the middle, realistically, there are things that we can figure out. There are plan Bs that we can put in place to better set ourselves up for success. Instead of that too little responsibility or too much responsibility, see those points of like small you know, things that you can do to set some boundaries with yourself and with others to not keep putting yourself in, you know, a victim situation in either direction. And then again, instead of just focusing on 100% being in the moment, never thinking about your future, what small daily investment can you put in place? What small step can you take to take a little bit of agency for your future self? Because at some point, your future self is going to be your past self. Whoa! <laughs> Mind blown. I love time travel stories. You do. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we are really grateful for your time. Speaking of time and traveling, if you uh, spent some time while you were traveling listening to this, they were traveling uh, through you're time you're essentially, with us I know, essentially time oh. traveling. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, all of our episodes uh, are actually our most recent 300 episodes. Boy, I'm going to get this eventually. Uh, are available on all of the major podcast platforms. And all of our episodes, every single one uh, way back to episode one, are available on our website. They are not behind a paywall, but you do have to go to our website. Uh, you can actually download an MP3 from there, though, and just play it wherever That's you want. That's a lot of science. You don't have to be on the uh, on the actual internet. Uh, you can save them. But anyway, uh, you can find them all on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, thin.com click on that link for join our support group to find out more about walt place oh yeah do that we only look thin place is my facebook based accountability group what <laughs> i don't know donald is an admin but he yeah. uh you know he's there in the background if we need him but uh i run a facebook-based accountability group we do weekly zoom meetings we do check-ins we've got uh, different forms of accountability it is not a weight loss plan we uh, have people doing weight watchers and calorie tracking and intermittent fasting everyone is welcome but it is a place to work on mindset which is plan agnostic 
Absolutely. Look, having somebody that you can check in with, you know, part of the point of this episode, say if you can say to other people who are going through what you're going through, like, am I engaging in self-sabotaging behavior or thinking like and having that immediate like a safe space where people can can come back at you and, and, you know, tell you if you are or not, I think is a great invaluable uh, part of it. Well, and being able to talk through things and actually sometimes just hearing yourself talk. Yeah, I do. It's like. Oh, really? That that really didn't sound like I was taking right. much responsibility there. Exactly. Like, I can be more. So uh, it's a wonderful community of women uh, going through all different stages of their weight loss journeys. We have people just starting and also people who have been maintaining for many years as well. So it's a great cross-section of wonderful people around the world here to support you along with me. Uh, and we have two subscription options, a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. Yeah, so please check it out. And also, you can interact with us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. And we have an email address uh, that works. Uh, and you can... <laughs> I don't know why I felt like I, I had to say it works. It's, it's <laughs> like almost when, like just running. It's definitely not haunted. It's definitely not haunted. Yeah, you definitely want to uh, use that. Um, so send us an email if you have any questions or episode <laughs> suggestions, or you have questions about episodes where we talked about uh, various things. Um, if uh, you know you just want to say hello and give us a compliment, we like that too. And you can do all of those things to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and can head over to Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it let us know that what we're doing is making a difference in your life, uh, it really does. Like we look for every single star uh, and read every uh, review. It really makes us uh, know that what we're we're doing matters in the world, but it also really helps does. others find our podcast when they are looking for inspirational podcasts just like ours. And another way that you can help us out, which is uh, free 99, uh, <laughs> is is to just tell somebody about the show. Uh, it, word of mouth really is one of the best ways in which the show grows. Like people that you know value your opinion and people like it when they get endorsements from other people who have already tried something out. So if you're talking to somebody who might get something out of our show, if you are in an online group, uh, one of those uh, Facebook groups Catherine mentioned, uh, a Reddit group, a Discord server. Uh, there are some good ones out there. Dark if you're, web. If, yeah, the dark web. If you're in one of those and you give us a shout out, it really does help us out and we would be grateful. I would be so horrified if someone emailed us and was like, I found out about you on the dark on web. The dark web, exactly. <laughs> I would, that is not what I want. But uh, anyway, so if you think I am taking on too much responsibility in coming up with some clever closer for this episode, <laughs> just remember I think that it's not enough Donald responsibility. And I are an, an inspiration. Asian, Asian, Asian. You took too little responsibility. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>